global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow's at a record. S&P and NASDAQ also moving higher right now. We have got the S&P up 4 uh, to 24.48. That is a gain of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 9, also up two-tenths of 1%. The Dow up 26, up by one-tenth of 1%. Tenure down 7.30 seconds with a yield of 2.34%. Gold lower by a dollar ten the ounce to 12.18, down one-tenth of 1%. And crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, uh, higher by 1.1%, up 49 cents a barrel, 45.98 on WTI. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, you're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. The time at 11.48 in the Bay Area, 2.48 on Wall Street. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists. I'm Jonathan Bernstein, a columnist for Bloomberg View. Republicans in Congress have been mocked for insufficiently acting against Donald Trump over the Russia and other scandals. We're told they are willing to tolerate Trump as long as they get to throw people off Medicaid and pass large tax cuts for the rich. That's a non sequitur, however. Whatever one thinks of those policies, it would make no sense at all for Republicans to abandon their own priorities just because of bad or even criminal presidential behavior. Meanwhile, Republicans in Congress don't seem very interested in legislation more associated with Trump. As for scandals, Republicans have repeatedly chosen not to rally to him. That matters. Elite signals affect public opinion. Sure, some Republicans act as administration apologists, but the Senate intelligence investigation seems reasonably serious. It's poor analysis to treat support and opposition as having only two possible settings, rather than the many gradations that exist in real politics. And it's poor partisan advocacy to pretend that Republicans are happy with their unpopular president, rather than stressing just how little support he has. I'm Jonathan Bernstein. For more view, please go to BloombergView.com or ViewGo on the Bloomberg Terminal. This has been Bloomberg View. And Bloomberg View commentary has been heard every week at this time, and also at 548, 848, and 1148 Wall Street time. I don't hear enough of her music. It's trying again, though. What are we talking about? We are talking about a revised health bill with none other than Steve Dennis, his Bloomberg News Senate reporter, and Tom Shramsky, his president and managing partner at Vertes. I thought you were going to tell me she was Net- getting back together with R. Kelly. <laughs> well, that'd be bad. Well, it would be very sad considering that uh, t- tragic events that uh, caused her death years ago. But I um, love hearing her music. But let's um, talk now to, indeed, Steve and Tom. And Steve... What are we hearing here? Because from a Brit sitting across the pond, I see that perhaps for those who are going to be sickly and unwell and have already got certain issues, this could be really rather expensive. Yeah. uh, You know, this amendment by Ted Cruz, the conservative senator from Texas, would allow insurance companies to once again offer health care plans that exclude sick people. And that could theoretically drive down premiums for healthy people and uh, also offer really skimpy plans, you know, that maybe don't cover nearly as much as the Affordable Care Act's plans. And so you could get really cheap insurance potentially for healthy people who don't think that they're going to have big health care problems. The problem uh, is that the people left in the Affordable Care Act plans the ones with robust benefits and, and guaranteed protections that you can't 
uh, discriminate against somebody with a pre-existing condition, those plans are going to be the ones where the really sick people are going to have to go, and their premiums could skyrocket. And we don't know a full, we don't have a full analysis of that yet. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office is still scoring it, but the health insurance companies have said that that's what's ha- that's what would happen. And you could have sort of an unstable situation where if you're not getting subsidies and fewer people would get subsidies under this plan than under the Affordable Care Act. You know, you make fifty, sixty thousand dollars you have a serious health care condition, you're forced to be in these plans, uh, and you might face enormous premiums. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, is this the fix that they need to get the conservatives on board for this this uh, the, this vote? Well, it's gotten Ted Cruz on board, and he's important. You know, he's important to get uh, conservatives on board, not just in the Senate, but if the bill ever got out of the Senate, to get conservatives on board in the House, and also to get conservative groups on board. Um, they've been very skeptical of this bill because it doesn't go far enough in repealing the Affordable Care Act that they wanted. This is a big change in the in the direction of conservatives. And, you know, the, the problem is they still they now have two senators who will not vote for this bill, basically, as it stands. That's Susan, it Collins, Snow, of Maine, right? uh, Susan Collins of Maine and uh, Rand Paul right. of Kentucky. He's a conservative who says, look, this plan is is not good, uh, does not do what we promised, which is to repeal Obamacare. It keeps way too much of it. So he is not sold on the cruise plan because he thinks that's going to jack up rates and and taxpayers going to have to subsidize those people. So he, he doesn't support the Cruz Amendment, didn't win over his vote. And if they lose one more, the bill's toast. And I can tell you that there are at least a handful of moderate Republicans who are very skeptical of this version and probably going to demand some changes before it comes to a vote as early as Tuesday for an initial procedural vote just to get on the bill. And... Uh, yeah. That that means uh, they have some work to do. But so who are those, who are those uh, uh, moderates that are that are on the fence? Dean Heller of Nevada came out very strongly against the original bill. Uh, this bill doesn't really move in his direction at all on Medicaid, and so it's kind of hard to see him supporting this bill as is without some changes. Brian Sandoval, the governor of Nevada, very popular Republican, came out very strongly against the original version. Right. So the and Heller has basically staked his vote to whatever Sandoval wants. So well, and, and worth noting that Hillary Clinton won uh, won Nevada, so that's the state he's he's up for election. Let me bring in yeah. Tom Shravsky, who's a, a president managing partner at Vertrust. Tom, what what do you make of this, the changes in this bill? Well, the bill is potentially a uh, game changer for insurance companies, um, partially because it raises the amount available for exchanges by uh, $70 billion from the original $100 billion. And it also adds $45 billion for opioid uh, treatment. But for the vast majority of providers of health care within this country who are typically small and medium-sized health care business, this still doesn't address the fundamental issues that exist, and it continues the uh, tragedy ravaging of Medicaid. And so it continues to have that element as part of it. And, and from my perspective, it continues to be more of a tax bill than it really is um, a health care bill. It's, a, it's about taxes. 
and not what about do you mean? improving health care. Because it, it really focuses on taxes and either the reinstatement, in this case, of a few of the taxes on that are in the ACA original legislation, uh, or it, it tries to grant certain exemptions for people at a higher level of income in this country rather than addressing the access and affordability of health care. And the average American citizen, that's what they're concerned about. They want to be able to access quality health care and not face essentially a labyrinth that they have to try to negotiate. Tom, you're a worker for us. It helps healthcare businesses increase their financial value, is what you say. How is this affecting the financial value of healthcare businesses? How is this delaying certain business decisions? Uh, it's a tremendous impact, Ellen. It's uh, on the lower middle market or smaller mid-sized healthcare businesses. Uh, they're very concerned in general about uh, being able to exist in this new world of Trump care because they're already facing considerable reimbursement pressure, including in the federal Medicaid program. And so what is really opening it up is to massive and continued consolidation of these smaller uh, businesses that have been the bedrock of the healthcare system. Yeah. Tom Shramsky is a managing partner at Vertress, and Steve Dennis, Bloomberg News' own Senate reporter. Thank you very much. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.